This episode of the Slice Podcast is brought to you in part by TheManTheMuse.com. This online hub of pop culture is an extension of our show and has some of today's hottest album reviews, music news, and highlights our fave artists like today's special guest. Do yourself a favor and head on over there to see what randomness I've cooked up for today. <laughs> Let's start the show. They never said the Sykes podcast was too much. Who knows more about music than us? The Sykes is a black podcast made in all genres with a sprinkle pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you know from DC, you probably don't know what Sykes is. And it's from Yoshi. Don't be waiting at the door for me like that. <laughs> Don't be. How are you? You know, quarantining. How has the dog been surviving, like living and working? Oh, I've been working. I've been working. I can't say what I'm working on. Well, some of the stuff I can't say what I'm working on. But the other stuff I can say. Right. I have releases that are coming. We have deadlines. We have things. <laughs> okay. We have things. Okay. So I want to start off by saying thank you so much for taking time out and talking to the kid. Like, Always. Coming. I know I bombarded your ass backstage at that last concert. Like, you need to come on this show, girl. <laughs> and you didn't have to because I, I would have come on anyway. Right. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, the other voice that you guys hear in the room right now is none other than singer-songwriter extraordinaire Ozzyon, the doll hey, baby in the flesh. Hi. <laughs> so hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. I've been screaming your name from the mountaintops of this show since we started. And now since I know. Finally and here we are. Right. Full circle moment. Like so happy to see you, so happy to have you. Let some of the listeners know, like, a little bit more about yourself, because I can only do but so much in telling the story of. Mm, I mean, I like, where do I begin? Like, right. right. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm, you know, singer, songwriter, voice actor, actress, signed to Motown now as an artist, signed to Universal as a songwriter, three-time Grammy nominated, um, songwriter, and <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where we go here. Um, <laughs> I've written for anybody from Dr. Dre to Miley Cyrus, fill in the gaps. Right. And I like brown liquor, long walks on the beach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am a Sagittarius Scorpio, November 24th. Root, root. I am a cuss. <laughs> Get into me. I have a Capricorn moon, which means apparently that I'm cheap. But guess what? I'm not. I'm frugal. You know what? And I like to keep my money. Okay? Uh, that's how the rich stay rich. Baby. I mean, that's what white people do. Honey, you I ain't couponing, though. I'm not couponing. That takes too much energy, too much effort, and I ain't got the time. I ain't cutting nothing out. I don't even know how it works. Yeah. I don't have time because it's too much. I'm not it's cutting it out and scanning it at the at the register. Like that's just not girl. Is it nice? Twenty four bottles of Tide. Where is gonna go? <laughs> like, am I about to sell some of these on the black market? Because I don't need that much dish detergent, laundry detergent. Like, no, I'm not buying. I'm not. I'm not gonna go through twenty four in a year, sis. Where Where is it going? So I'm just gonna stack it up. 
this in the in the crib. Should not have done this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the frugal fanny of it all and the coupon cut it, but I'm going to bypass that. I can't with you. We do a segment on the show called Now Playing where we like talk about what we're listening to, new and old. So since we've been in quarantine and we don't have nothing to do but listen to music, is there anybody new that you've been listening to aside from playing whatever you got going on coming out that we'll talk about? Honestly, I listen to the same old playlist that I made like three years ago. I haven't added like any new songs only because when I'm creating my own music, I don't like to listen to other people's stuff because I don't like to be unknowingly influenced because a lot of artists get that and that's why they end up sounding the same. Um, and that's no shade. I'm just oh, like, if you, like you literally, like you listen to something and then you'll go to the studio three days later and you don't realize that this melody that you listened to three days before is in your head and now you bop it to and thinking you done did something new and it's like, no. No, that's what yeah. I'm That's That's out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. it's, a, it's a really good strategy because how monotonous can get and people stealing from each other and not even knowing, like, that's a really can't <laughs> so um yeah i don't i have i haven't like whatever unless something's been like online like i've heard of course megan the stallion and like mm -hmm. you know some ari linux like i've heard them i've heard lucky day um because i've done shows with lucky day you know right. like so and then i'm a fan of his as well as a friend so it's like certain things i have heard but then other things are just kind of like i don't i don't go and press play on anything Right. Because I am finishing my own stuff. Yeah. So after I finish my own stuff, then I'll be able to be a fan and sit back and then just listen to people uh, that I like. Once you're done. Right. No, that makes sense. That was a, back to like how you try to stay, keep your ears away from what's out so that you aren't unknowingly influenced. That's the thing that I appreciate about your music the most because whenever you come out with something new, it's super duper fresh. And then like mm -hmm. the talent just automatically jumps out. We talked about that in person too. I was like, I need you on the show so we can talk about head voice, chest voice. Like I want to talk about how flawlessly you transition between the two, like the girl things. I mean, you know, I could I do some some stuff sometimes, you know, like okay. with that being said, are there any like inspirations that you have anybody of, of your of back in the day that you look up to that you could talk about your influences a little bit hmm. you know what that's hard because like i don't go into the studio thinking of another person i think i go into the studio thinking of who is my best self today what does she sound like mm -hmm. what does she feel like what is she trying to exude what does she want others to feel like and how do i get that across vocally yeah that's what I think about when I go in the studio. And, and, and it's not even so technical like that. Like the feeling of whatever I'm writing about happens and then it's like, okay. Then all those questions come like, this is what I feel in this song when I wrote this. Now I have to articulate that vocally. Mm -hmm. And then I just go back and reach in my arsenal because you know, like when people ask me what is the thing I tell people they should do the most and I say study your craft because you don't know where you can go unless you know where you've been. So I'll reach back into my arsenal of old school records like the Princes, the Aretha's, the Luther's, the Whitney's, the Jimi Hendrix, the the Beatles. Like I just pull, I go back and I pull whatever I need 
that made me feel that way. Whatever way I'm trying to portray, I try to channel that through somebody else's music and I say, oh, I like how they went soft on notes like that. Yeah. Maybe I should try something similar. Never taking any melody or, or words. No, I'm talking about the tonation they use of their voice that made me get that chill at that very moment. It's the way they held that out straight with no run at all. Oh my God. And just a little bit of vibrato at the end. Those are things that I pay attention to and I think about like from other people, but it's mostly just past artists, yeah. The mind of a songwriter, everybody. Listen to the girl. <laughs> because I think that as a listener, we don't even think about how strategic you kind of have to be when you do that. Yeah. The, some of the greatest songwriters, I would definitely put you up there because I'd be writing the lyrics down in my notes like that meant something to me. Oh, she said that on role play. I might have to recreate that. Let's role play. Like, mm -hmm. I really think about it like that when I'm listening to it. So to hear how you think about it when you're actually writing and what you probably have gotten inspiration from in the past is super interesting to hear. And I don't think that like a casual listener would even know that that's the thought process that goes into it. Yeah, and then even when if I'm if we're talking lyrics, then I'm thinking about how can I get across what I'm trying to say without being too technical, mm -hmm. without being too not deep, because deep is always a thing. I'm always deep, but you it's so simple, you catch it. Like you you ever listen to an artist that's just so deep you miss a whole bunch of stuff, you gotta go back and listen a few times and try to get it again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Not taking anything away from how deep they are. It's just sometimes I feel like I want you to get it. Yeah. Immediate. I want you to feel it immediate. I don't want you to have to super process right. what I'm trying to say. And a lot of times I do a lot of double entendres with double double meanings <laughs> to things and people still don't catch it until I talk about it in an interview. It's like, oh, I didn't know you meant that. <laughs> I know you were saying that too. Right. Because the lyrics and the music can be interpretational for the yeah. listener. So then yeah. you might take something from it that is completely different than what you meant, but it still impacts us. It still meant, I still, it's, I still meant what I said. Exactly. And however you, however you took it is what I meant. Right, right. <laughs> because I leave, no, but seriously, I leave it open. Like, I feel like sometimes if, if I get too technical, I take away the opportunity for the listener to apply it to their life how they need to. Mm -hmm. You know, that. like, I feel like there's, like, I try to have healing in my music outside of just, you know, the fun stuff, the sex stuff, you know, all that stuff. Love but that. the healing part of it, I try to leave it open. So if a certain part applies to you a certain way, if I, if I make it too much about me, I take away whatever you're going through. Uh, Does no. that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. But I, as much as I listen to music, I don't think that I would even break it down in that way. So, like I said, that's really important for people to hear because you want it to be as open-ended as possible while still getting your point across. Because it's Right, and then, and, and then still speaking my truth. Whatever right. I'm saying is still my truth, but I'm leaving it open so you can find your truth in it too. <sighs> Am I going to cry during this or not? Like, wow. <laughs> Are you gonna cry? I didn't know we were about to hit the hammer on the nail like that, but I completely understand that. That's I mean, I just did my twist, so I'm in a I'm in a mood right now. You know, you ain't, I ain't seen flat twist in a while, and I was, you know, let me put some foot in my hand, you know, and let me just be extra. <laughs> Get over that. <laughs> so, speaking of your pen and how lethal it is, 
what are some of your favorite projects that you've written on outside of stuff you've done for yourself? Is that hard? Oh. Talk about that? Am I gonna get you in trouble? No, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to turn my do not disturb on. <laughs> I have the devices off because my family and friends don't believe that I have things to do ever. That you know. It just, I mean, you have the, call. just the calls come in. I'm like, girl, I told you I had something to do at four o'clock. Why are you FaceTiming me? <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, everything off. Do not disturb. Mute this group chat. I'm actually going to leave that one. Like, you got to do it sometimes. Let's see. Okay. Um, two. And you know what? It's not even about the records, actually. Mm-hmm. It's about the inspiration I got from those sessions. Ooh. So the first one would be booty j-lo yes um and the reason why that's one of my favorite songwriting moments not necessarily songwriting song but moments is because i just saw how much and how hard she worked Mm -hmm. she came offset from directing and being in something with her twins to the studio she was on it she was ready she was speeding through made sure everybody ate left had to go to another reading of something and i'm just sitting here like girl i'm not doing enough And that was no shade to myself because I was doing a lot. I was doing like three and four sessions a day around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just really like, I can do so much more. Mm-hmm. I'm limiting myself mm-hmm. with this, this thing, this, this concept of time and how many hours I have in a day. And it's like, I could really fit in a lot more. And I can see that just because I'm watching her do it. Right. And so the, pl- the many sessions I had with her, always showed me that and she inspired me in that way like women are, are something else because we we really keeps it pushing like, we keeps it pushing we we handle a lot we go through a lot we get cramps every month and still get everything popping like she just she inspired me heavily so that. that was why that was one of my favorite songwriting moments the just second the- one yeah i get that yeah, I mean, because it's like to see to see a woman do it, to see a woman that's not white do it uh-huh. in the way that she's doing it. Mm-hmm. We don't get it. We don't get a lot of opportunities to to dwell delve in all of these different pockets. Right. And oh, and she was doing a residency. That's what she she left the studio to go have a like three or four hour rehearsal for her residency in Vegas. <laughs> your face <laughs> like her. do you sleep sir like do you sleep i wish i and, I, and she's and she sleeps her six hours a day and she still gets up and gets everything that she needs to get done and i just was like okay you know what i need to do better with prioritizing i need to do better with limiting myself and saying that i can only just have to just do songwriting right now let me put out my artist material let me go out here and do these auditions let me go out here and do the stuff i moved out here to do right. and then i did and you're doing it and then we're doing it listen <laughs> every time you pop up i'm like she doing that too damn you wait you wait till next year i'm gonna get on your i'm gonna get on your black ass nerve let me tell you right now you're gonna be like she's everywhere i sure am i'll be like i knew it i knew this was gonna happen i I sure am (laughs) um the second one was of course dr dre 
because a lot of times in the music industry, when you go to like writing camps or when it's something big like that, it's a lot of egos in the room. And it's and like when you have to write with other people, it's, it's just, it's a lot. And I don't normally write with other people, but in this instance, it's like, okay, you're going in with Dr. Dre. Okay. Cool. So you walk in the room, you know, and you see these legends everywhere. And there's no, not an ego in sight. And then even with Dre, he's so humble. He's so dope. And it's like, this billionaire <laughs> is sitting in front of me asking me if I would like some gin and juice, telling me how dope my voice is and all these other things. And I can go in the studio with a person who's had one placement and they act like they... Yeah... I know people like that too. The egos can get crazy. And then you live in LA. I know that it's wild out there. Like, Let me tell you something. Because of Dre, I won't work with certain people. Okay. And not saying that in a bad way, like he's preventing me. It's like, no, I only want to work with people who have like minds, mm -hmm. who have like spirits, like energy. If you coming in the room with a big ego and you've done this much. Right. And you're not doing nothing to help people. You're not doing anything to do anything else. I, I know billionaires who are more humble than you. Yeah, and that's who have who have accomplished thrice more than you actually ever will. Did the doll say thrice? <laughs> I know that that's got to be crazy, and just. You being as, as humble as you are, you don't lead with resume, right? Like, I don't, I never do, I never do. And you know what? I don't do that on purpose. I do that on purpose. Like, when I walk into a room and I meet people, I don't say what I've done mm -hmm. unless, unless the person already knows me and I know them and they already know, then that's that. But I like to see how people treat me mm -hmm. before you know, so I know how I need to deal with you accordingly. Yeah. And it works every time. And it always, like the people who are really genuine and who are really just there to really just make great music, they're always like, all right, let's, you know, I'm, I can play whatever. What, you, what are you feeling like? What's your vibe? Like they're, they're in the energy. The other people are like, yo, what have you done? If that's the first thing you ask me, I'm going to probably leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's or if you, if, you, if you start the session name dropping, I'm going to probably go. Yeah, and and it's not because I feel like I'm better than that person because they have an ego. It's because I already know that whatever we create ain't gonna get what we need to get done. Because you're here. It's gonna be too. There's too many egos in the room, and not only that, it's like just because I wrote something for that artist, don't mean we're gonna be able to recreate that for this one. If you're already coming in here with the mindset of something you've done for somebody else, mm -hmm. you already starting off on the wrong page. And that goes back to what you said earlier about not going in the studio, channeling anyone else or being unknowingly influenced. If you are hiring an ASEAN for something that she did with another artist, who's to say that you're going to get that same type of product? You need to be thinking about what can be done with and for you, not them. For you, not, not for the other artists. Like, right. if that's the case, I got a Dropbox of over 400 songs that you can dibble dabble all up in there of all the songs that didn't make people's albums and i'm pretty sure you can find something that is like a vibe of someone else in there for you if that's what you'd like but if you want me to come in and create something curated for you talk with like i i go in and talk with artists like 
what are you going through right now? Let, we got to become best friends real quick. Real quick, fast. I'm just, I'm just meeting you, sis. But guess what? I care. So what the fuck is you going through? And, <laughs> and who did it? And why? And how you feeling? So I can write something that makes you feel something. So when you sing it, you sing it with feeling because you're actually going through it. You're actually dealing with it. It resonates with you. So you're going to perform it at a higher, at a higher, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't find the word, but you're going to perform it. <laughs> you're going to perform it like you really mean it because you do. This process, wow. Like, I love lyrics and I love songwriting and we talk about it on here all the time, but to actually, like I said, delve into the mind and like see what your process is like is mm -hmm. everything. Because now listening to your music, listening to anyone, I'm just going to be like, I wonder what the conversation was like in the studio. I wonder yeah. what the process was like leading them up to emoting to that level mm -hmm. of whatever whatever like whatever the song could be about blueberries like i'm just what made you sing about what made us sing about blueberries that day right like what is that and do Did I we have blueberry pancakes was it phenomenal did it change our life what happened with those blueberries today that made us want to make a record so everyone else could feel what we feel right huh so taking taking some of that energy into talking about your own music and your own projects the love train series baby I could list out songs that I have introduced other people to you with and they've become your biggest fan. Like, I was like, okay, so rewind back to when we first met in Atlanta. I've met you just as a regular person. We were like technically neighbors almost. I didn't even know yeah. all of this was going to happen in your career. Like, I had no idea. I knew that you could sing, but mm -hmm. I, I had never like seen you live. Like, the relationship changed and I was like, this music, girl, I want to talk about curiosity. I want to talk about Lost in London, like music. Are you stressed out? <laughs> no. I don't want to gas you, but. The no, go ahead. Come on, come on. Let's go. <laughs> like when we hung out during the PJ Morton tour, I think that you said something really impactful about where you stand as an artist and then coming on a tour like that. So can you share some of your experience with being on a tour with PJ Moore and anything you took from that or like how you are going to apply that to newer music? You know what? The PJ Morton tour was a, a, a great learning tool for me mm -hmm. because I'm used to getting in front of crowds of people who know my songs, who know who I am. I'm not saying that they didn't or like I, my fans definitely showed up, but I'm saying like yeah. getting in front of people who are open to lgbtq artists and singing about whatever and sex and blah, blah 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 and you know pj has a more religious crowd mm -hmm. and they're older and so some places the looks did she say she did she say her she her thought what? wait <laughs> Like the fact that I could hear that from the crowd, yeah, you, you have no idea the faces I saw. Like if, if I curse and they're just like. Taken aback. But it's like, auntie, you was just this 10 years ago. Why are y'all acting so judgmental? And the fact that PJ wanted me on that tour to break the ice, to make people, and, and because I can sing, Hello? you know, that the thing about it was is that there were so many people 
who didn't want to be into what I was doing, but because I was doing it so well, they're like rocking from side to side, pissed. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to like this song. I really don't want to like this girl, but she's that note she just hit. Uh, it's inevitable. And you and you and you know a churchgoer loves a good clean run. Hello. What, honey? A clean one <laughs> that hit every note and came down where she was supposed to be. Listen. That's another thing about that crowd. So that night at the Fillmore, I saw like local artists in the crowd. I saw people mm -hmm. I knew because I went to art school. People who I know can sing, and I was like, "Oh, y'all are in for a show." So I know that you have command of an audience that knows vocals as well. Right. That's important because if you can make another singer be like, oh, or like give the scrunch face, it's just like- Give the scrunch face, you did something. And I, and I like that too, because I, I don't, I'm not often in front of a bunch of musicians, mm -hmm. but the fact that when, when I sing certain songs, everybody joins in with, the, with, their, with their, I got alto, soprano, tenor, baritone. They hit every note. They hit all the runs with me. They had the backgrounds, okay? Listen. Like, it's, it's not often that you get that. And so I am definitely so thankful for PJ for letting me come on that tour and just experience the highs, the lows, the middles, all of it. Because I need to feel, I need to know what it feels like to be in front of a crowd of people who don't know me, be able to command that audience, be able to make them fans, even if they don't believe in what I'm singing about. And I, I really feel like I accomplished that. No. I promise you, like, I know for a fact that you did just because the area that we were in, like, even just being able to see you off stage, like, I, I saw so many people I knew that night, and I was just like, oh, this was a bigger show than I even thought it was going to be for the audience. Like, I knew right. it was going to be good because I knew who was on the bill. Like, of course, you're going to do amazing. But that's no question. But I think that people probably take from your shows a lot more than you mm -hmm. even they do. Whether they right. do sing whether they know you any of that <laughs> that's important for concert go damn i miss concerts Shit. You i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it unless the government finna cut us a check for all the tours that we missed for this year i don't want to talk about it i could have been so i've been crying about this on the show too i was supposed to go to coachella that got canceled i was supposed to be in la for work a couple times that got canceled. We could have hung out, did this in person. Like, Corona is ruining the vibe. You know what? <clears throat> I was going to say something, but I ain't going to say it anymore. Cause I'm <laughs> Go ahead, let us know. No, you, Corona is doing a lot of things. Um, corona bad. sucks. Cor good and bad. Corona sucks. It's a lot of bad. It's a lot of bad, but then there's some good. Because I think it's forcing a lot of people to get with themselves reevaluate check themselves heal some stuff learn to like being by themselves because a lot of people don't like to be alone and they rush from thing to thing to thing and they and never heal shit i feel like corona is forcing everybody to wake up and and figure out what's important to them mm. aka why the black lives matter movement is doing so well and we have so much participation from other people is because a they can't watch sports they can't go nowhere you're forced to look at what we have to deal with all the time and now you're like oh my god this is crazy this is a pen this in itself is a pandemic i have to say something Otherwise, you'd be on your meetings, going to have your cocktails with your homegirls, blah, 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 not paying attention to nothing we're saying. Right. 
And I feel like the pandemic is making people pay attention to a lot of things. In ways that we didn't know that we probably needed to. And then I also think that it's highlighting people's free will or people's lack of. Mm-hmm. I know now, now all the deaths is it. Mm-hmm. I wish the pandemic could exist without the deaths. Yeah. Like if, if you can make all these other positive things happen within people's life without killing people, that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But that's just not where we are. And um, yeah. Because I, I think the slowdown was needed for a lot of us. Because I it was. Like I said, I was supposed to be there three times already before six months into the year. And I needed to like just be able to sit down and calm and re- decompress all of those things. But mm-hmm. I also know people who have been personally affected from it. So it's like that is also terrible to watch in real time. People yeah, don't my mom lost her, her, her dad. My grandfather passed away from Corona. Um, and a, a lot of people I know have gotten sick with Corona and then other people have lost family. My family members have lost family members. It's, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like it really sucks. And I can't wait for it to be over, honestly. But I don't even know what the new normal would look like. No, cause now like opened up a little bit and it's like, it's still weird to go to restaurants and sit outside. It's still weird to like go into certain stores. Like I'm mm-hmm. in the house. So trying to tip my toe in the water of life again is, is I'm a little uncomfortable still. So yeah, you should be, you should be, you should be uncomfortable. You should still protect yourself. You should take your hand sanitizer with you and don't trust what anybody's saying. Cause people want to just kick it to kick it because they're lonely or they want to hang out. But it's like, I'm not about to risk my life and yours just to kick it. Like it's important for people to stop making, kicking it and having fun and partying more important than your life. Your life. Or the lives of others, because that's part or of Or the it. lives of others. Mm-hmm. Like, it, people, I've seen people promoting parties, and I've deleted them. people promoting parties. And I'm just like, are you? I've, I've deleted them <laughs> from my social media. Because I saw your last party, and nobody had on masks. And I know y'all didn't check nobody's head before they came in. And then y'all had an outbreak. And now somebody else's granny or sister or brother or something has passed away from, pandem- from, from corona because you want a party. It's not, no. it's not that deep. Is it that deep? I don't think, like, I, maybe I just, or maybe we just have everything we need and are able to be alone. Like, I have my bar, I have my hookah, I have my video games. Like, I'll be okay. I'm, I'm able to work from home. Like, I'm, we, we found a way to meet up and do this from home. Right. I don't know. I think that hearing it from somebody who works in the industry and like seeing the things that you see is also important for people to hear because everyone is not taking it as serious as they need to and like they're not they're not taking it as serious they need to and then it's not even just that like uh, for people in the industry we we're going to be the last to be back open mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. for for shows and shows is most of our most of the artists livelihoods mm-hmm. now what it has for people to do is to sit in the house and stream music but streaming don't really pay us so honestly we need to be out and be in people's faces <laughs> and that's the and that's the way we really make sh- make it shake you know but um do you think the time like this time this era this pandemic has forced artists to come up with more like new and innovative ways to reach their audiences 100 percent. It, it it's definitely forced people to come out of their comfort zones some more than others 
Um, I'm not necessary. I'm not really of the internet. I get it. I'm not really of the social media. Like I do it. I do it because I have to. But if you realize, I don't post every day. I don't be on every day. I don't get on live every day. I'm just not that person. I'm, I'm, I'm an ambivert. Um, I can be an introvert at times, and then I can be an extrovert at times. When I'm on stage or I'm in person, I'm an extrovert. I'm with the shits. But when I'm home and I'm I'm, a, I'm in my safe zone, I want to watch anime in pajamas and eat. Um, what do you call that? Boom chicka pop. The purple bag. <laughs> the purple bag is the one. Listen, the sweet and salty. Listen, they better not ever give me an endorsement because there will be popcorn to the ceiling. Okay. <laughs> Boom, Chica and the Pop, the doll. Listen, be sponsored. Listen, we need. I need. I need everything. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to ch chill and do artsy stuff, and I want to be weird and and just do all my weird nerdy things. Right. Like you <laughs> and then yourself that you are when no one is around. I get it. Right. You know, like I, I give. I give a lot of myself already. Mm -hmm. I give it within my music. I give it when I go on lives, and I and and you know sometimes I just want to. Have a me moment. I get it. So like, pandemic, the pandemic has definitely enabled that to the fullest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just outside of that, like, yeah, like it's, it, it's definitely making us have to figure out how we're going to shoot videos safely without risk, risking getting anyone sick. How many people can we do it with the least amount of people? That means everybody's going to have to work extra hard. But I'm used to that. When I put out Love Train, every visual, everything we did, it was just me, my homegirl Casey, sometimes my homeboy Philip. That was it. I mean, in a ring light, <laughs> making it pop. You would never know that. Like you, you would, would never know. know. We shot every every picture that was on those covers in my apartment complex, in my house, in our sauna, in the pool, in the jacuzzi. It was freezing outside and I had to jump in the pool. I remember it was a, a pool shot, but I had on a white shirt and I had on like these little stocking things or whatever. And it was freezing. And then I was just like, what would Beyonce do? Beyonce would give me water. So, <laughs> so I jumped in because I knew Beyonce would do it. She would do it for the shot. So I was like, Beyonce would do it, so I'm going to go and get in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, but the shots came out fire. Like, it, they all came out fire. I know exactly what you're talking about, because I think that when I first introduced your music to my website, I used that shoe. Like, it's like blue tinted. There's water. I know exactly what you're talking about. I would have It wasn't like a, you had... Jill Ben Simone, like on set, like I would have never known that it was me and my homegirl, me and my homegirl in a ring light, and that was it. <laughs> That's amazing. Even, even, even the um the truth video from the first from the first love train truth the video, the video where the gold comes down to my face and it's black and white and you see the gold, literally the ring light camera in the ring light. <laughs> Um, I had like a black, cause I, I do, um, self-taping for my auditions, mm -hmm. sit in front of that black tarp that I had on my wall. My homegirl Casey stood on a stool and we got this, um, this metallic powder paint and we had to mix it with baby oil to get it the consistency we needed. Mm -hmm. And she just sat up there while I mouth the words and she dropped it down my face with a droplet <laughs> and we figured it out. Like people, people always think you need so many people and you need so much money and you need all these things 
to be creative and you don't. Yeah. You need to just be creative. Yeah. And if you have one or two people that you vibe with and y'all have that connection, then it's going to come out even of better quality than if you had that right. sometimes. Um, exactly. And this is a prime example. Like I said, I would have never known that that wasn't a big budget moment, like where you had a full team, people on set. Like, it looks professional. So y'all did that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Profesh is what we go for. Even if she's under budget, we're going to make her professional. Okay. Professional. And that's like inspiration for me to get my little white backdrop to do my little content during the quarantine. Like there's people. Do it. What are you waiting for? And I tell you, oh, baby, so many people have been like, if you don't start doing hair videos, like I'm going to fight you. I wish you would because curls be popping. Thank you. And I wish you would get these other curl, curl boys off of my page. Thank you. Because <laughs> <I have laughs> your curls is better than theirs anyway. I can't talk about too much either, but I'm going to start dropping little stuff like via Twitter, via Instagram. But I don't know. A sponsorship needs to come my way as well. So you get Boom Chicka Pop, I'm going to get Camille Rose or somebody, and we're going to tag team. But you, all the, the thing you got to do to get these sponsorships is actually start using their products in your videos. Mm -hmm. And the, when your content goes up and people are like, oh, my God, I got this because of so-and-so, that's how the partnership happened, literally. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting because I have literally time. Time on my hands since you've been away, boy. Wow. Get out of my face. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. So what is next? for Well, it's safe to say, it's, it's safe to say that there's, I'm going to have stuff dropping every month from August till Soon. Wow. like middle of next year. Oh, I can't wait. I can't, <laughs> the face like. <laughs> <Ding. laughs> um, first singles dropping sometime in August. Got another one dropping in September. Got another one dropping in October. Dropping a EP. Dropping another EP next year. Oh, wow. And an album. Am I ready? Cause you already know I'm gonna be texting you with like, okay, these lyrics. Cause I already know that pen. Uh, I don't know if you're ready, babe. I'm pretty stressed. I'm stressed. Babe, <laughs> babe, I don't know if you're ready, babe. Babe, <laughs> I don't know if you're ready. And if anyone's ready. Oh my god. But they better get ready because it's coming. We're, and this is not I, Love Train 3. It's not. I almost choked. Y'all can't see that, but it's I almost not. choked. You did almost choke. You did. I don't know what's in that cup, but you almost spit her back out. Um It's a little Oh uh, yeah. It's not Love Train 3. Is the series over with? Oh my god. The series is not over with. We're just taking a brief stop okay i love we're it. getting off at the we're going we're taking the first stop off of the love train having a brief interlude before we hit this next i'm sweating. it probably looks like it's a glow but it's actually sweat like don't sweat <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like waiting with bated breath for the type of content that you shell out and just knowing that it's coming is like i'm, I'm ecstatic you posted something that i wanted to mentioned on instagram and you were like i hope y'all are ready right because you were you've been working on stuff and i was like 
let me talk to this girl and see what is waiting for y'all at the dough. At the dough. Like with new music. Honey. And the, the music, most of the music has been done since last year. Cause you stay working. Uh been done since last year, but I signed I had to sign a new deal that took some months and you know, then you gotta wait for getting your team together and that takes months and then you got to work for rollout and it, it's a it's a lot it's very time consuming i wish i would have been able to put it out before quarantine i wish i would have been able to put it out top of this year but i mean things happen the way they happen on purpose so God's plan. God's plan. let me just say yeah. that i am getting very very bougie i'm going off into the rafters i feel like i'm floating in outer space i'm doing all types of lovely shit that you all love i'm excited we are as well like uh i can only imagine because like we said we've had so much time to think and reflect and like when you get quiet i already know <laughs> I mean, because it's like, I had to take away from, a break from the love train because it, I can't just talk about love all the time. What do we do when we're not falling in, in and out of love? Mm -hmm. The most. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> all of it. Whatever that means for you. Whatever that means for you, we're talking about it in this next project. Uh, Projects. Plus. You know, we, we, we're taking a break from the love train and we, we, cause you can't like, once you get out of a situation, now you got to go out and figure out what you want. Again, figure out who you are, figure out, remember who you are. Like, cause heartbreak does that to you. It makes you forget who you are. Yeah. Relationships make you forget who you are. So I feel like this project is more so remembering who that is, connecting with her and shining her for the world. See that you're that bitch. And you always have been. I can't even talk. My <laughs> character, like, uh. Always have been, always oh, will oh, be. Like, on stage, off stage, on Zoom. <laughs> I was crying at the concert. Like, literally, like, your personality is, like, too big for it to be standing just behind the mic. I need you everywhere. Like, stand by. That's loaded. That could mean so many things. Stand by. Apparently, Ozion is trying to stress me out, everybody. I'm going to have to cut this interview short. Like, <laughs> I will burst into flames in five seconds. Just. I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to say, stand by. Would you say 2021? Oh, okay. Stand by. <laughs> I thought somebody from 2021 said something. Oh. oh. I thought somebody says something. I'll just say this. I will be an uh, ego. I will be an ego for sure. I definitely see that for you. Um, we need to do an entire show on that because we don't have that many and like there's very few people I will put up there. I definitely see that for you just because I know what you're capable of and I know mm -hmm. how the output of your music and your product makes me feel. So seeing that even on a greater level i i, I definitely see that for you we're gonna speak that into the universe right now that's oh, she's I, here yeah it's she's here well on your i've way. already done the work the seeds have already started to grow they're not planted they're growing they are trees baby what is it <laughs> i was gonna say chlorophyll photosynthesis it's already going <laughs> Hello. photosynthesis has already commenced listen so 
<laughs> Before I let you go, I do want to talk about stage for a little bit more. Okay. How do you take your music from the studio, the writing, that process, and then elevate it even greater on stage? Because I feel like song structure is a thing that changes. Riffs and runs change. Like the performance reshapes the song in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I don't think that, again, important for the listeners to know what that is like for the artist. You know what, it, it, um, depending on if you have a good MD, a music director, who's gonna help you get your stage show together, a lot of it comes from you rehearsing the song and finding out, okay, so I did this in the studio and it was cool when I did it there, but when I do it, on, when I do it live, I don't feel it as much. Mm -hmm. I don't, or it's harder for me to do this live. It don't feel right. Mm -hmm. and, and it's finding those things that feel right and, it's in, and making sure that you insert moments into your live show that will be memorable because people already know your your music they can listen to that all day why don't give why don't you give them something else yeah at your show give them something else to be like oh, see she played too much <laughs> you do though <laughs> right. but that's what i, I need y'all to say i play too much and give me stank faces because if y'all did if y'all don't do that i didn't do my job i didn't make you feel nothing right and so like when I, when I go, when I go into that part and then, you know, sometimes I get a random idea, like, like I started doing, um, Lifetime, Erykah Badu during the show, right before I go on to like you because of the messages in both of the songs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to incorporate this into the show somehow within the song. And, and I just meshed the two together and, and we figured out a way to make it work. And it just, it just comes from having small ideas like that and then trying it out and making it work. You know, like you have to rehearse, you have to try it out and you have to figure out ways to make your vision come to life on stage. Now, what you're used to seeing me do on stage, because you've been to one of my shows, isn't what you're gonna see going forward because there has to be elevation, there has yeah. to be growth. And I have to now do something different. Yeah. Because I don't want you to come to my next show and be like, oh, this remind me of her last show. No, I want you to be like, oh my gosh. She played too much. She played too much. She always want to do extra stuff and be extra on stage. And then this, this is a whole nother, I don't even know her. Yeah. But yeah. I know her. Right, right. Because that's what it gives. That's exactly what it gives. <clears throat> so, I mean, but I, I, I think that, well, as an avid concert goer, I expect that. I expect to be blown away each time in a different way. Like, I, would, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even come with the mindset that I know what's about to happen for anyone right. who's really interested in, especially, like, the people that I hold at your standard. Because right. that's not even growth for you. And I know performing is equally as much for you as it is for us. Exactly. Because it, 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 elevates, it elevates, you, elevates you to a place where it's like, okay, I've done this. Everything I wanted to say or feel with this project, I did. Yeah. I executed on the project, in the studio, and live. I did exactly what I meant to do. Okay, now I, I can grow and do something else. Gems mm -hmm. from ASEAN. Like, I hope y'all are taking <laughs> notes because this is really, really, really how you do it. I can't wait for the new stuff to come and the new concerts once outside opens back up, of course. With Honey, I can't wait to give it to you. I just don't want to be standing in a crowd with a mask on. So they have to figure that out before we do anything else. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't know if that is what 
festivals and shows will look like from here on out, but. I don't know, but I'm here for the mask because I don't have time to get pe- getting sick. I'm pretty sure somebody got me sick. Uh, I might've already had the Rona last year while we were touring. I had a fever. I had to go to urgent care like twice. I lost my voice during the tour and had to like, it was a mess. I don't think I knew that. How did and, you sing through it still? Yeah, I just, I didn't talk for the entire day. I didn't say a word. And then there's this 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 throat, this Asian um, cough syrup throat stuff that PJ put me on that you literally just poured in some piping hot water, stir that thing up. That would be what I was drinking on stage oh. to preserve my voice. And PJ drinks it as well. And I was like, how come nobody ever told me about this? Right. It's like, because you ain't been on tour with no real singers. I was like, see y'all shady. And I don't have time for this. I was about to say, that is a little shady. <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't have time. But no. But it 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 really does it, man. That's I'll send it to you if you want to know what it is. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. It, I call it um Jesus juice with unicorn tears because it really just coats you and gets you together. Um but no, seriously, I, I literally didn't talk and it was for like maybe two or three shows. I just didn't say they were back to back to back and I had no voice. I had none. It was a mess. Mm. And I just had to take whatever little shot, antibiotics, whatever they gave me to try to get myself together and not talk. And then I would only start singing during sound check. I wouldn't even push it that hard. Um, And then just start trying to warm my voice up very slowly so I can at least just get the song done. And by every, every, every show that my voice was out for, by the last song, it was the last I had. Yeah. It was, I gave it, I gave it, I preserved just enough to make it directly to the end. After that, voice was gone. Like, literally. And I was back to silence, literally. That's crazy. And like, I, you would have never known. And I didn't stop doing any of my notes. I did everything. Yeah. Like, you didn't truncate, you didn't modify. Okay. We see you. <laughs> Hashtag professional. <laughs> Give it a show. Hashtag professional. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Right. Um, so you spoke about Next Lifetime. I think that's a really good segue into one of my last questions. Are there songs that you love to cover when you do your shows? Or like, even if it's an audition, are there, you have go-to songs? Yours or um, All I Could Do Is Cry, Etta James. So you want me to cry. I told you I was going to cry. Um... Rocket Beyonce because Rocket is such an amazing song. I just wish I had a million me's so we could do all the backgrounds too. Because mm-hmm. it's stressful. Mm-hmm. I be wanting to do the backgrounds and I can't do the backgrounds if I'm singing the lead. <laughs> you know, like how am I do that? Beyonce, you ain't think about me. You ain't think about us. We want oh, to sing the whole thing. That's a good one. <laughs> um, Lifetime, of course. Yes. Um. Ooh, there's so many. Gifts from a Virgo, Beyonce. Uh, man. Lots of Whitney. It's just all the Whitney's. Just to just throw the whole thing. Everything Prince. That would be like my that would be what I listen to on my way to the show is mm-hmm. Prince most of the time. Amazing. I would I, and I'd be in the car just living my best life. Right. Right. I mean, that's where music really, that's where my concerts happen in the car. I perform. Okay. Now. <laughs> Listen. 
So I always y'all, y'all, there's there's things that happen in the car that y'all still ain't seen on stage. Okay. Don't stress me out. We talked about this already. I was supposed <laughs> to not be going through this wave of emotion. Right <laughs> um, okay. I want to end on a question I always ask anybody that I interview. If you were selected to do a tribute, who would you hope that the tribute was for? And what other artists would you like to share the stage with to tribute that person? That's, I don't, I don't like this question. <laughs> why I, don't like this, I don't like this question because you just stressed me. That's why out. I leave it for last because it always is like, no one wants to answer this. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Who's a good person I'd like to tribute? Of course, everybody wants to do Beyonce, but everybody is not able to do Beyonce. I didn't want to um, say that, but I feel like you can eat it. I would love to. Uh, yeah, I, I would do one. Listen, because... You doing speech? Who, are you crazy? Yes, yes. I'm going to do the stand-up and sing one. I'm not going to do the, the whole eight count. Um, we gonna get we gonna get Normani or somebody because Normani be busting up. Uh, like I mean, the girl dances. Look, she goes off. The girl dances. She goes off. She dances down. Okay, and you can tell that she's definitely studied Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think her dance tribute, Normani. She's got that. Um, this ain't right. This ain't right. <laughs> You're doing it to yourself at this point. <laughs> First of all, I think Salon should also do the tribute because that's her sister and she knows her sister. Mm-hmm. I think um uh, I really don't like this question. <laughs> You're doing great though. Like I'm really trying to think of who else I think because Beyonce's done so many people's tributes. I wonder if some one of the older artists that have she's done tributes for would come and tribute for her a plot twist wow that would be a maze yeah i've seen something like that happen before not for not for beyonce because i don't think that we've seen an actual tribute for her but never it's never happened chloe and hallie of course have to be there vocal <laughs> down in the building they are destiny's child did you what <laughs> thank you um, I got nothing. <laughs> Y'all, I have stumped her, and I didn't mean to, but I, I think that that would be epic. I didn't know what you were going to say or what direction you were going to go with that. So I was like, let me save this question for last and see what happens. Haley from Paramore. Ooh. I'm throwing, her, I'm throwing her in there for Cherry because she sings down does and i wasn't expecting that oh you hit me with the ah Haley. could you could you picture could you picture her singing one plus one or maybe um he's trying to kill me everybody mm. also mm, if we're if we're getting if we're doing a full tribute we have to hit all her genres i'd love to throw in rascal flats for um what's the song It's gotta be daddy's license, right? No. Had how he told me not to cry. Oh, my daddy says shoot. Yeah, daddy license. Yeah, that one. Yep. 
Rascal. I would like to throw hey, in Rascal first Flats. Of all. <laughs> I'd like to throw in Rascal Flats for that. Um, for that. I'm trying to think if I wanted a lady to sing it, but I really listen. Rascal Flats harmonies never fail me. They're nuts. Like they are actual crazy people. They're out of here. Yeah. Okay. To get into that, like the intricacies of other people's harmonies. Like I love talking to artists for this reason because you really get to see what they pay attention to in music that we as listeners probably wouldn't because we're not doing it. We're feeling the aftermath. That's baby. Let me tell you. That list, I'm throwing it in. I'm throwing that in the hat for, for whatever Beyonce got going on. I just want to yeah. throw that out there for the people. Another thing that we are speaking into the universe, everybody. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time out to talk to the boy. I'm not trying to keep you all day because, you know, we will start rapping for no reason. Uh-uh. <laughs> we got things. Sis got things to do. We, 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 we are scheduled. <laughs> Bookings, like I already know that the doll is busy. That's why I was like, uh, thank you for doing this. Um, let everybody know where they can find you, how they can contact you, where they can see you on social media, like all of that. I told y'all I'm not of the socials, but I'll be on there sometimes and I never announce when I'm gonna do a live and I just get on and sometimes I have full-blown concerts on my live. So you just gotta be like tapped in because I've definitely done that. Um my Social is I am Azian, and I'm sure you can see how to spell my name down there below in the description. But if not, I will read it out to you. I am A S I A H N. Think Asian like the consonant at H N on the end. I am Azian everywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really this is a queen of comedy that we have here, ladies and gentlemen. Well, again, I will not take up so much of your time. I need everybody to hear all of this. Like, it was so great catching up with you and you letting me to, like, have this as part of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, big. Of course. Enjoy the rest of your day. You got my number. I sure do. And that, everybody, is a wrap on this latest episode of the Size Podcast featuring the beautiful and talented Ozion. Thank you. Woo. Give him-